Yo, 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 welcome back to Business Schedule. I'm your host, Miles Brown. And today, Pfizer and the FDA came out and there's just not enough sick babies for them to justify giving the shot to kids under five. To me, it really hurts their narrative because for them to even try to consider creating one of these shots for people under five and the trials aren't even done in adults, to me, it's just, it's so inhumane to allow, like, I can't even understand how people are letting their babies into these trials like you're putting your child at risk people like they don't know the long-term effects they're telling you they don't know the long-term effects they keep saying safe and effective but they're not even keeping track of a lot of the data so today i'm going to read an article um from Epcot, the Epcot Times, and it's about vaccine safety, and the title is FDA Delays, Delayed Decision on Pfizer's Vaccine for Children Due to Low Number of COVID-19 Cases in Trial. First off, that title should tell you right now there is no need for it if y'all can't even find enough sick babies to even be a part of the trial. There's not even enough of them. But I digress. I'm about to start. The Food and Drug Administration, FDA, pushed back a decision on whether to clear Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for children under five because both arms of Pfizer's clinical trial have a low number of COVID-19 cases. A Pfizer board member and former FDA commissioner says, since there's a low number of cases overall in the clinical trial, Most kids are not getting symptomatic COVID. One case in one direction or another can tip the perception of the vaccine's overall effectiveness. So they were scared because not enough kids even had it. I digress. Dr. Scott Goldilbert, the former FDA commissioner who now sits on Pfizer's board, said on CNBC Squawk Box, FDA officials analyzed data from when the trial gave children six months of age to four years old a two-dose primary regimen and determined the data was not enough for emergency youth authorization. Thank God. The trial includes approximate the trial includes approximately 8,300 children, 12 or younger. The data that we saw made us realize that we needed to see data from a third dose as in as in the ongoing trial in order to make it the term determination that we could proceed with doing an authorization Dr. Peter Marks the director of the FDA Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research told reporters on a call Officials cited a preliminary assessment done by FDA experts on the trial data, but have not made that assessment 
on or the data public asked for the assessment and FDA spokeswoman declined to provide it, citing federal law. The F. Scott Times has filed a Freedom of Information Act request for the document before the February 11 announcement of a delay. A meeting of the agency's vaccine advisory panel scheduled for, fe fe for February 15th, if the data were strong enough, authorization could have come within hours of the meeting. Instead, regulators are waiting for data from the expanded trial which is testing a three-dose primary series. That data is not expected until April, according to Pfizer and its partners, BioNTech. The FDA wanted to take the time for this data set to effectively settle down. That point's probably, that point's probably going to be after they've administered the third dose and have the data from the third dose that they're going to have a complete data set that isn't continuing to evolve, that the Omicron wave will have passed, that children will have received that dose and gotten maximum efficacy. <clears throat> At that point, you'll be able to get more of a fixed perception of the vaccine's overall effectiveness, he said. Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine is available to all Americans five or older, and is the only one available to youth 17 and under. Because of waning effectiveness against the Omicron variant of the CCP Chinese Communist Party virus, which causes COVID-19, U.S. officials recommended all Americans 12 and older get a booster shot or a third dose of Pfizer vaccine. Some children 5 to 11 with weakened immune systems can also get an additional dose. Children who contract COVID-19 are much more likely than other populations to show no symptoms and are at a little risk of contracting severe COVID-19. A small number have been hospitalized with a subset dying. The rate of hospitalizations attributed to COVID-19 among children has risen since Omicron emerged in late 2021. Just 11 children died after being admitted to hospitals with the disease between July 1st and December 18th, 2021. I'm going to interject for a second. Wait a minute. And none died between December 19th and December 31st, 2021. Researchers found in an analysis of hospitals in 14 states published Tuesday. What strikes me is that only 11 children have died that have went to the hospital about that. I would go so far as to say, and I'm not a doctor or a scientist, this is my disclaimer, that because we're not allowed to use the early treatments that work, that most of these kids that have died probably have three or four more comorbidities based on most of the research that's been done about people who've actually died from COVID. Most of them had three to four comorbidities. These weren't just healthy people that just died from COVID. A lot of them had a bunch of underlying conditions that contributed to the death. That if they would have gotten a severe case of probably even the flu, 
they would have probably most likely died because of how many other ailments that they had going on at the same time. But what makes no sense to me is that the most protected population that is protected by their natural immunity, which is children, don't seem to even be catching severe COVID at any high levels or numbers. But these people are still wanting to shoot the babies up with something that is still technically an experiment. It makes no sense at all. They couldn't even find enough babies to even put in the trial that even had COVID to even figure out if the efficacy of the vaccine even made sense. So then they added a third shot to it to see if they could boost the efficacy up even more because more than likely there wasn't enough uh, sickness to even show that it could reduce anything. And so with a third shot, they're trying, they're hoping that it reduces by even just a small amount so that they can approve this to go out. My thing is, if if the children are at such low rates of having severe COVID and dying, but all of these side effects are being um, brought out in adults, we got heart problems in young kids, Guillain-Barre syndrome, neurological disorders, uh, blood clotting, all of these things are so much more riskier to the infants and the children than COVID-19 is. Why on earth would we take these risks with these children if this is not 100% profit driven? This is not about your health and safety. This is about profit for big pharma and control for the government. And Big Pharma is using the control of the government to create these massive amount of profits to keep even more long-term control over your health and your well-being. I'm not telling you to take the shot. I'm not telling you not to take the shot. I'm telling you do some more research and it becomes glaringly clear what you should do. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. These people want your babies as experiments. I don't think you should do it. That's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but I'm allowed to have an opinion. I think this is definitely not a smart thing to do. And I believe in three to four to five years, we'll really see the ramifications of giving everybody an experimental gene therapy and not knowing the long-term effects. Until next time, I'm your host, Miles Brown. This has been Business Casual. I'm out. Peace.